0: The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the raw and uncensored, ambitious podcast. I'm your host, the original HBIC, Katie Boyd. Oh, yeah, here I am, the HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. What's up, everybody? Yeah, I love my peeps, I love my peeps. So today's Ambitious Podcast is all about my journey into minimalism and then into what I align with a little bit more, which is called essentialism. But before I do anything, I wanted to share my review of the week and it is from the fabulous Meg Emery. And she says, love listening to Katie Boyd. I find her so relatable. Topics on point. Exclamation point Exclamation point Often find myself thinking Get out of my head She is empowering Modern woman With strong Spiritual beliefs And amazing knowledge Of nutrition Katie has helped My friends and family In their life journey And comes highly recommended If you're looking To find your true self And live your best life Listen for a hysterical story Or a little pull Your big girl panties On woman motivation Exo Meg Thank you so much Meg And please If you're listening Can you please email me at themisfitclub at gmail.com to redeem your free month at KBMFC, either virtually or in-house. So I hope that you love that. I hope it makes your punani tingle. I know it's making my punani tingle right now. So I always love to start my podcast with a quote. And because today is about my journey into minimalism and essentialism, this is what it is. And it's from Tenzin Palmo. And it says, having more and more won't solve the problem. And happiness does not lie in possessions or even relationships. The answer lies within ourselves. If we can't find peace and happiness out there, it's not going to come from outside. And that is totally the truth. And that quote really is a true testament to all of the things that I have gone through on my journey to getting rid of my materialism. I got rid of over 70% of my belongings, and I'm going to tell you how. So, The difference between the two, essentialism and minimalism, and they're pretty big in my opinion. Minimalism is a way to escape the excesses around us. Consumerism, material possessions, clutter, having too much to do, too much debt, too many distractions, too much noise, and too little meaning it gets you back to what is truly important and it gives our lives meaning and what gives us joy and value and in my opinion just throughout my journey now i'm more of an essentialist than a minimalist essentialism in my opinion is the art of discerning between external noise and the internal voice it is a mindset and a way of life It is more about surrounding yourself with the things and people that bring you joy. And it's not just about stripping things away. When I first started, I was more of a minimalist. I tried to get rid of everything. I think my husband was really scared for a while because the house was pretty bare and my wardrobe was very stark and all black. I was having a Wednesday Adams moment. Not like I'm not having one now. I just don't have my braids in and my, my dirty looks. And, um, over the last two years I've been on a hardcore quest to streamline every aspect of my life from the food I eat, my beauty routine, the people I surround myself with to the time I spend working and to the amount of material items I have and own and everything, everything has been put out on the chopping block and there is no part of my belongings that are truly safe. Just ask Matt Baybine. I also try to get rid of his stuff like all the time. The other day I actually threw away like 10 pairs of champion underwear boxer briefs. I'm like, dude, I've never seen you ever wear these in my life. And they were all in the trash. And then he just like pulled his pants down a little bit and he's like, I have them on right now. And I'm like, "Oops!" well, they're in the trash. So I'm just going to go online and order you some more. Um, so since my weight loss journey, where I gained and lost 60 pounds, I also felt this like intrinsic need to release things I own that no longer served me. And I really didn't want to be reminded of like the old Katie. So I started this thing. I called it Project Light. It's kind of a double entendre. Project Light was an online sale of all of my belongings. Um, I started it about two years ago and I did it mostly on Facebook. And in the matter of about nine months or so, I sold, donated, and even gave away over 70% of my belongings. I streamlined and I made a lot of money and I helped a lot of people. And On this podcast today, I am going to teach each and every one of you how, but Just a reminder that each week on the Ambitious podcast, we will be speaking on the six life makers or breakers. I just want to quickly remind you to get you back up to speed. And if you're new here, welcome. And please go back to the first podcast and listen from the beginning because I think you will enjoy it very, very much. So here they are. Here are my six life makers or life breakers. Number one, wealth, abundance, money mindset, and investing. Two, health, nutrition, and overall wellness. Three, feelings, emotions, and fierce boundaries. Number four, relationships, the good, the bad, and the toxic. Number five, your environment. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Are you Pinterest perfect, or are you an episode of Hoarders, and why, and how to change it? And number six, my favorite, non-negotiable spiritual practices, and because we do not have any ads on the ambitious podcast. My only ask of you is that if you feel like you gained a lot of value from listening to this, please bring at least one other listener on. I'm not talking about one listener just one time. I'm saying every time you listen to this damn podcast, you better bring another ambitious person to listen. A friend, a family member, or maybe even someone who annoys the fuck out of you, and that you may think, make it might just get the picture from one of my messages. So please share this on Facebook, Instagram, it, tag me on your Instagram stories, give it five stars and a rocking review. And obviously, the better the written reviews, the more people that the ambitious movement will touch. And if you have the conies to give the ambitious podcast a bad review, I want to remind you that I warned you in episode one that if you take shit personally, are small-minded, and part of the zombie apocalypse that is the world today, or you do not appreciate my fucking language, you need to stop listening right now and go into a dark room and light a candle, put on some Marvin Gaye, and go fuck yourself. And if you have already reviewed Ambitious and gave it five stars, I thank you from the bottom of my little black heart. So here we go. Are you ready, Freddies? How to become an essentialist slash minimalist or just start getting your shit together. We do not need a label in the ambitious world, right? We just are being ourselves, doing our thing. We don't need to be calling ourselves anything, but it's just easier to explain things if you have some names to go by. And I just want y'all to start cleaning up your goddamn acts, okay? So, Here we go. A few books that really uh, got me started because people will email me all the time and be like, what book should I read? What should I listen to? So for me, um, I felt this like inkling to get rid of my stuff for a really long time. And then one day uh, I was just on Netflix and I saw I love documentaries and I saw that there was this documentary called minimalism. And I was like, what the hell is this shit? So of course I put it on, I watched it and this documentary totally changed my life. Um, so that's number one. That's how I kind of got started on my journey to minimalism. And then from there I read the book essentialism and that's by a man, his name is Greg McKeown. I think that's how you say it, but it's spelled M C K E O U. No, O W N, and that was amazing because that's what really resonated with me more than the minimalism. And then the other book that I absolutely love, that I'm sure like everyone's read it. And if you haven't read it, you're like living in another fucking world or dimension. Is called the Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo, and she is the shit and the urine. I like want to be her when I grow up. I am obsessed with her. Um, and like I said, if you like to consume audio and your visual and uh, more over books, minimalism is the documentary on Netflix, and They are the guys who started this like whole minimalist movement. Their names are Ryan Nicodemus and Joshua Fields Milburn. And um, they also have written a couple books. I haven't read them because I feel like you just get so much just out of the minimalist um, show itself. But, uh, you know, they also have a podcast, which is really good. They have like they're kind of like a little off there their humor is a little off. So you kind of have to be like into that kind of humor to get them. Um, they're very stoic, but I think you'll like them. So check out their podcast, And obviously my porn is Pinterest. That's like my, my porn. Um, porno land of minimalism is Pinterest. I have a whole Pinterest board if you want to follow me on Pinterest. And I went through this like just pinning everything that was like white. I was like, oh, that's a white room with white plants and white a white basket in the middle of the room and nothing else. Oh, I like that. And I think for me, um, the minimalist thing helped me because I grew up in such like a crazy, hostile, very frenetic environment. So for me, the minimalism movement just kind of aligned with my soul because it just made me feel calm calm and serene. And obviously I'm not minimalist anymore. I'm more of an essentialist. Obviously we're going to get into that in a second, but Pinterest is awesome for essentialism and minimalism. So that's kind of like those outlets that will help you. So here are the items that I think that we should address today on the Impetus podcast so that you can get started. And remember, this is not a marathon. This is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And I'm i personally am not even where i want to be 100 percent with my surroundings and that's okay day by day right so here it is number one there's gonna be six of them but number one is clothing so when i started going through like my whole minimalist movement and my project light and getting rid of all my belongings i think the easiest thing for me was to go through my clothes and when i went through my closet I had like my closet would just throw up on me like I would go in there and just like shit from like fashion bugs circa 1997 would just like fly out and then like a belt from like Charlotte Russe and then like a vintage Chanel jacket from like 1972 that smelt like armpit and like mothballs that I got at like a freaking flea market like I had all this shit and the thing was nothing made an outfit You like the fashion bug store? Yeah. Because you know, you love fashion bug was the shit back in the day. I'd be like, I need to go to fashion bug or Deb or merry go round. So good. Throwback, let me tell you. And if you've like struggled with your weight or you've been different sizes, like I would go in my closet and I'd be like, well, that size zero pair of shorts would look really cute with that size 12 shirt the fuck am I doing here? You know? So I had clothes from every era, every size, every fit, you know, I had pants that I, I would buy at TJ Maxx would be like super cute. But then I would be like, well, the crotch makes me look like I have a penis, but maybe I can take it to that like cute Chinese lady down the street and have it tailored. It was all, like nothing fit me well. I was just a hot mess. Right. So for me, when I started my minimalism and then in my essentialism, I really had to take a step back and say like, how do I want the world to perceive me? Do I want to wear like my Bugs Bunny Tasmanian devil shirt, cross-color shirt, and my Genko jeans from 1993 with like my friggin' <laughs> yeah, you guys know what that is. I, all of you guys right now are in your car or like listening to this on the treadmill and you're like, oh, shit, I had that same shirt. I had that same shirt. Absolutely. Or should I just like wear my champion sweatshirt that the C on the champion sweatshirt matched my, my mustard-colored turtleneck? Yes. Or my acid wash jeans. Yes. Come on. Like I had it all and it was all in the freaking closet. And I'm like, none of this shit makes an outfit. I don't even know who I am. I was like, uh, borderline personality disorder, all over the place with my clothes, and I didn't know who I truly was. So what I did was I had to really step back and ask myself, like, how do I want the world to perceive me as a human? Right? And That ended up being like just you take everything out of your closet and you try everything on and it's so freaking time consuming. And I'm not saying this is like an overnight project. This is like three bottles of wine and like four weekends, like four rainy, rainy weekends. Okay, that's like how long it's going to take. And then from there, once you get your clothes kind of culled down, then you can really get into what I love. It like literally makes my heart sing capsule wardrobing. So another great thing to do is go on Pinterest, um, search capsule wardrobe, and then you can actually search capsule wardrobe for like plus size or, you know, curvy or, you know, no boobs or like flat ass, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to look at you for the no boobs thing, Kristen. Um, So go through everything and keep what fits perfectly. And if you love something and there are issues with it, take it to the freaking tailor. Like just take it to the tailor. Like people still sew shit, even though I can't sew a button on a pair of pants. I can't. I just I'm awful. So, you know, everything else, just get rid of it. And the best way to do this, and I'm going to talk about this in a second, but let me just backtrack for a minute. I went to France for three weeks in a freaking carry on. Okay? So if I can go to France for three weeks in a carry-on because my clothes are so streamlined down to the T and like one pair of shorts will make like four outfits and one shirt will make like four outfits and then like the, the colors of my clothes go with like the two pairs of sandals that I bought. Like it's just so, it's such a breath of fresh air because I remember, and my husband can attest to this, I remember going to Hawaii one year for like two weeks and I bought like two huge suitcases of shit and I didn't wear anything. It was just a bunch of fucking floral mumus. I acted like I was like, you know, freaking Blanche from the Golden Girls. and I was just walking around with my mumus on. It's like, how many fucking mumus can you wear for Christ's sakes, right? And half the mumus I didn't even touch. I know I was wearing mumus back then. That was before I lost my 60 pounds. That was before keto. So think about it, right? If you really do this and you start getting rid of your stuff, donate it one great well a couple of great places but Bella the ball if you have like gowns like prom gowns and dresses Bella the ball is amazing it's for underprivileged girls that can't afford prom gowns donate it to Bella the ball Um, dress for success is an awesome thing it helps women um, transitioning into the business and workforce from abusive relationships and things like that and they take business clothes beautiful business I donated all of like my pageant um, wardrobe to them and the women were like going freaking hog wild for it they were like oh we are going to look so fly when we go for our business um, interview next week. And then last but not least, Goodwill is great just to like get rid of like a lot, like large sums of stuff. And believe me, they love it. And you get a freaking tax write off. It's perfect. Then if you have really high end stuff, Poshmark is definitely the way to go. I Um, sold so much of my high end stuff on Poshmark and I made thousands of dollars and with everything that uh, all the money that I made from it I donated it to charity which felt so freaking good at the end Um, even though I was like oh dude I want to go buy more clothes (laughs) but I had to like hold myself back and be like it's for the children Um, and then there's also an app called ThreadUp, and ThreadUp is cool because they send you this huge it looks like a bag that you put, put leaves in after you do like your fall cleanup and you just put all all these clothes in there. And then what they do is they go through it and they take pictures of it and they do all like the, the dirty work for you. And then whatever they um, can't sell, they donate it for you. So they kind of do all like the dirty work. The only thing that stinks about it is that and this is what I don't like about ThredUp is that they actually make you come back and use the money to buy more stuff off their sites. Like, I don't want no other bitches used ass clothes. I'm trying to get rid of my own damn used ass clothes. So that's the only like issue that I have with ThredUp, but it was so easy. And if you don't care about that, ThredUP is awesome because they literally do all the dirty work. Like I said, I made thousands on there selling my high-end stuff. And then all the other money that I made from like, I, I mean, I had all my clothes at the gym for like months. And people would just come in and like try stuff on. It was really cool. So the other thing is, is like after you get rid of all your stuff, then you have to make the rules. You need a color palette. Like for me, I stick to like because I'm so emo. <laughs> oh my god, it's not even funny. Um, I really am a morticia. Uh, I stick to black and gray and blush and like creams and whites. And and Jean, like for me, that's just like so easy. Everything goes with something else and I don't have to be like, oh, what can I put with this salmon colored shirt and these like purple pants? Like I just, I'm not getting into that. That was like me circa 2004, you know, (laughs) not a good situation. And then, you know, stick to your color, color palette. And then, what I want you guys to do is really think of like, okay, if I buy this shirt, how many different things in my wardrobe can I use it with, right? And don't, and also, if you do need to buy clothes, like if you're like, okay, I want to start this capsule wardrobe and I need a really high-end black blazer that's going to last me for like 3 years or more. Go and spend a couple hundred dollars on a really beautiful black blazer that fits your body perfectly and that's your black blazer that you use for all these different things, right? And make sure that your wardrobe's cohesive and This is my biggest thing, guys. Make sure that you don't buy items from fast fashion. So fast fashion is like places like Forever 21. Fast fashion is not only killing the planet, but people too. And, you know, for me, it's like, when did clothing become so fucking disposable, right? Like we go to Forever 21 and we're like, oh, I'm going to wear that cheetah shirt that I bought to the club. And then you like do the freaking, you know, the baby carriage dance a little too hard. And then your shirt rips and you just like, oh, fuck it. I bought it for $3 throw it in the trash. So, you know, places like Zara and Topshop and Forever 21 are flooding the market and they're actually uh, – They're introducing 400 new styles every week on some of their websites, which I think is insane. Like, who is even making this shit? And, you know, because it's human nature to always want to be in style and always be cool and, and be trendy. And what's happening is like, these people are mindlessly over shopping. And if you think about it, because they're pushing out this fast fashion all the time, they're actually mind controlling you. Cause they're like, what I was selling last week is not cool anymore. So you have to come back in and consume and consume and consume. And, and I love, I'm a capitalist, but there is a, a point where you're over consuming and you're just not just doing it mindlessly, right? And did you know that this is a trillion dollar industry? trillion dollar industry I said trillion and according to the Institute of Sustainable Communication yeah I'm going to drop some fucking facts on your ass right now the clothing industry is the second highest polluter of clean water on earth retailers of fast fashion dump toxic chemicals into clean water supplies every fucking day even more alarming most fast fashion retailers outsource their clothing production to countries where labor and resources are cheap and where it takes a lot of coal to produce 150 billion pieces of fast fashion. A year and then 10% of all carbon emissions this like makes me like cringe globally are due to this industry so don't fucking complain about recycling plastic straws because they're hurting the turtles when we are like wearing all this garbage clothes okay that's all that's all I'm gonna say that's all I'm gonna say I'm moving on home go through all your cupboards fucking pantry drawers etc throw away anything that is expired and then donate everything else to a local soup kitchen so for me like when I really started my minimalism I went through all of my stuff in the pantry and I was like, I'm not going to eat this pasta. I'm not going to eat this rice. I'm not going to eat. Then I donated it to Soup Kitchen or like even people that was like, my friend is vegan, Kim McGlinchey. And she took tons of like my farro and my quinoa and all this like vegan stuff. And she loved it. And as far as electronics and such, I sold a ton online through Project Light. So what I would do is every every day, I would go on Facebook. I would take one item out of my house. I would take a picture of it, put it on Facebook and I would be like, who wants to buy this for fucking $25? And, liter- and it would go like instantly. I sold my Nespresso maker to a girl in Connecticut and her like dad, like who lived in Massachusetts came and picked it up from her for her. So it's like so easy and you know, look for local shelters and transitional homes that would love to take some of your excess off your hands and stop fucking shopping for more and more and more. Like why the fuck this shit pisses me off. Like I'll open my frigging cup, my, um, my cupboards and like where I like put my spatulas and shit. And I'm like, I have 32 spatulas, 10 whisks, two fucking toasters, three coffee makers like what the fuck what is this this is sick and this is just fucking excess and it just takes up counter space and cabinet space and also a cleaning routine is integral in my panda planner I know this is like so fucking OCD but I'm just like I'm just letting my freak fucking flag fly today so please love me I write down every week when I do my laundry when I strip my bed when I see my floors when I vacuum because I'm Portuguese and I'm a puta and I love to clean it's like part of my DNA and in my busy and fast-paced life I need to know what's happening and uh, if you're not like this is fucking bullshit right people sleep on a bed that hasn't had their sheets stripped for like months and just smells like open ass and like motherfuckers don't smell like that that shit you're just sleeping in there just rolling around and sheets that smell like open ass okay so like you have to know like when is the last time i stripped my bed and fucking bleached my sheets that smell like semen and hurt feelings like what get your shit together people and if you want to run your life with sanity you have To make sane decisions. And one is a schedule for your home tasks so you don't end up like the lady on hoarders who shits in a fucking bucket and leaves it in her living room next to her fucking porcelain doll collection. Okay? I don't wanna be that lady. I don't wanna be her. Number three, people. I am all about quality and not quantity. And when it comes to people in my life, if someone is there and you are consistently hanging out with them and they're not bringing anything to the table, they need to go. I know this sounds ruthless and cutthroat, but when you are spending your extra time away from work and sleep and family with someone, you need to have an energy exchange with them that is symbiotic and not parasitical. And when I really started to look at my so-called friendships and I was truly honest with myself and had to, I had to excommunicate like massive amounts of people from my life and many of these people, I would feel so terrible or so drained after I spent time with them. And that is not how life's supposed to be. And if you haven't already listened to um, go back to the eight toxic people to bring to the dump episode. It's fucking good. And if you need some tricks and tools to cut a bitch out, that is the podcast to listen to. And I promise you though, if you truly are brave and do this, you will have extra time to do what you love and better people and your peer groups will come along. And it's so fucking true. Next work. Are you fucking unhappy with what you're doing? I'm looking at Brittany right now. Hey, hey girl. Hey, are you doing a bunch of busy work? Are you filling your time at work with stuff that could be automated? Is social media part of your company or job and you find yourself scrolling all damn day and then you end up balls deep in a baby goat sloth video extravaganza? Yeah, me fucking too, okay? So much of you know workaholism is a defense mechanism to keep oneself busy so they don't actually have to feel their feelings. We need to ask ourselves why we keep saying yes to projects and mindless time wasters that will not get us closer to our ultimate goals, and this is Lo and behold, it's a self-worth problem. So if you keep, people keep coming to you at work and being like, can you just do this extra thing? And you're like, I'm right on top of that rose. Like fucking don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Do you remember that movie? Oh, my favorite. And thoughts, thoughts are so important. Thoughts run rampant in my mind. And I think everyone's mind does the same thing. And this is why I meditate. It clears space so you can actually have some kind of flow. And if you do not meditate, you know, I meditate every day um, and I rarely miss my meditations. But if I ever do miss my meditations, I know instantly my mind just starts going crazy and then I get all overwhelmed and then my mind starts going down that like fucking troll hole. And I don't like the troll hole because bad things happen in the troll hole. And I, so I teach meditation to all my clients and it's one of the most important aspects on all of our journeys to decluttering and taking over your life. And when thoughts plague my mind, which they do a lot, especially today, I like woke up with like a hair across my ass already. I have to keep actually, when the fucked up thoughts come in my head, I have to keep telling myself, stop this. This is a pattern. This is your loop. Get off of it, right? And I know that sounds crazy because I look like the crazy lady in a mumu with slippers on and market basket talking to herself near the fucking pasteurized cheese section. But just, everyone feels this way, right? And last but not least, time. Be careful who you spend your time with and what you spend your time on because wasted time is worse than wasted money. And for me, my schedule is so important. Every minute of my day is planned out because I am a high performance individual. And I know if I'm left to my own devices, things can go downhill real quick. As Drake would say, zero to hundred real quick. I plan when I'm going to eat, when I'm going to eat, I meal prep, I order my food online, I schedule my workouts, cleaning, time for work, time for rest, time for poops, you name it. And I want every day of my life to be used with intent and with purpose. And when I lay my head on the pillow each night, I want to say to myself that today was a day worth living and I really sucked the marrow out of this one. You ever just feel like that? You just lay down at night and you're just like, oh yeah, I felt so fucking good, I did all the shit. And then you have those days where you're just like, oh my God, I was just the extra skin on some guy's dick. (laughs) Great awesome. You know, and if not, if you don't feel good every time you lay your head on the pillow, you have to go back to the drawing board and you have to readjust and you have to look at what you're doing. And usually what you're doing is not aligning with who you are and where you're going and who you want to be going forward. So I hope this helps out all of you ambitious ones. This is obviously not just for the ladies. A lot of you have been telling me that your man friends have been listening to us and, you know, being in total control of herself, the acronym can also be being in total control of himself too if you if you want it to be it can be and you know i'm just saying so If you go to www.kbmfc.com and you sign up for my free newsletter, not only will you receive free workouts, free meal plans, recipes, and inspiration, you will also receive a chance to win a $200 Keto Starter Kit from Ancient Nutrition, and every month we will be doing a giveaway. Thank you for listening and being crusaders from the Ambitious Movement, and like I always say, see you next Tuesday.